Welcome in to the Get Out of Porn podcast. I'm your host, Joe Wilkie. And today we want to look at white knuckle change. We had talked about this in the last episode a little bit, and and I said we'd get into it, um, and specifically what it is, why it's not a great thing, and maybe some steps we can take to create real change instead of white knuckle change. And so just to jump in, I guess, um, white knuckle change is when you are wanting something so badly, right? You want to get out of the addiction. You've promised yourself time and time and time again, never going to look, never going to look. I'm not going to do this again. You actually, you take your fist and you squeeze. If you do it now, as, as I'm doing now, you squeeze and squeeze and squeeze and you say, I'm never going to do it again. And, and you ball your, your hands up in a fist, look down at your knuckles. They're white, right? Mine have a few freckles on them, but um, they're white. You're taking all of the blood out of them by squeezing so hard, promising yourself, I'm never going to do this again. I'm never going to look at porn again. I'm never going to masturbate again. And then maybe you, you do that for a week, maybe two weeks. Um, maybe you can, you're great and you do it for three months, but eventually you end up falling back into it and you just cannot seem to, to change. True, lasting change that is, that is in the long term. And so that's one of the most maddening parts of this addiction is kind of the white knuckle change approach. And most of us don't know any better. Like we're trying to do everything we can. We got some accountability partners, right? We've, we've done some behavioral things. We understand our triggers and we've promised ourselves. We prayed to God thousands of times. We promised ourselves and, and maybe our spouses or other people that this time's going to be different. This one, I, I really feel penitent. I really feel like God's on my side. I really feel like things are going well. This is the time where I'm going to get out of, out of porn and we squeeze our knuckles, right? You fall back into it. And, and just the cycle continues and you start to lose faith. And if you're like me, I mean, around 16, I grew suicidal. I also started, and this is <laughs> going to Bear Valley in this time uh, in, in my life, I was at a spiritually low point. So you're learning about scriptures, you're learning about God every day, and you're around some amazingly godly people. But that's when I was just so done with the addiction and I was so burnt out and I was so tired of God not answering my prayers. And I got really bitter at God because I had done everything that I thought I knew how. And I had promised myself again and again, I'm just, I won't do it. And I continued to do it. And so if that's you, and if you've engaged in this white knuckle change, if that sounds familiar to you, I'm sorry, but there's also, there's hope. Uh, There is hope for that. And the hope can be found in true lasting change that isn't based on willpower. That's really what white knuckle change is based on is do I have the will? Can I squeeze my, my knuckles hard enough and tell myself I mean it this time enough that somehow internally my will will kick in and I'll be able to get out of the addiction? And that's not really how it works. It's not a willpower thing per se, especially if, we've, if we're deep into the addiction and we have these grooves, these deep grooves created in our mind that when we're stressed, we run a porn. When we're tired, we run a porn. When we're feeling lonely, we run a porn. When we're uh, triggered with our trauma, whatever it is, we, we run to porn. When we feel worthless, we run to porn, and then we feel more worthless, right? And so we get all these triggers. We talked about triggers a couple episodes ago, um, but white knuckle change is, is trying to say, well, I have mastery over those things. And in reality, we don't have mastery over these things. If we did, we wouldn't be here. And so you kind of get this. You get on Reddit or you get on, on Twitter or whatever, and you read some of these, which I don't recommend. I mean, I, I don't like those places very much, um, but... You do read these posts, right, from these people that, well, if you had willpower and if you could just tell yourself, if, if you, you know, you should be able to tell yourself to stop and you stop. And we talked about this a little bit in the last episode as well with bad habit versus addiction. 
um, that you should be able to stop because it's a willpower approach. That's white knuckle change. This is not about willpower. This is an addiction that takes hold. You would never tell out an alcoholic that. And so there's got to be a way to get out of it. And the way we get out of it is to stop squeezing our knuckles, which kind of goes towards shame and we're mad at ourselves, right? And we're, we're kind of taking it out on ourselves and, and we're trying to be as well-meaning as possible while on the inside basically being like, I know it's not going to work, right? There's, there's times where I promise I'm not going to do it again. I won't do it again. I won't do it again. And there were times I did that and I was, I was masturbating two hours later to something, even though I had promised I would never do it again. Um, that's what happens in this addiction. And then we beat ourselves up and, and part of that squeezing of the knuckles till they turn white is turning that inward on ourselves. And that's really hurtful. And, and that's really, um, that's, that's from the exact wrong place of where we want to be. We want to come from a place of self-love and forgiveness, recognizing that, you know what, this is, this is not the end of me. I do have the ability to come out of it, but what will it take to come out of it? Uh, and, and that's, I guess, just the, the key question, right, is what does it take to come out of it? That's a long answer. There's a long answer to that. We're going to get into that in subsequent episodes, but a big part of it is not relying so much on willpower. Yes, we set up as many things like accountability structure in place. We set up software blockers right on our computer. We want to put as many roadblocks between us and the porn or us and the acting out as possible. So if we can go, um, if it, if it takes an hour to figure out how to get around all the blocks we have, man, I'd have to turn off this part of the internet and I have to do this and I'd have to pull out the old laptop and wait for it to boot up and, and whatever it may be. Right. And it's like that much more difficult for us to do it. Well, that gives us an hour to reach out to the people that we need to and to really start understanding what's going on. Why am I being triggered? Right. And ask the right questions. And so what we want to do is we want to slow down the process to stop with porn, slow down, recognize what's going on in my body, what's being triggered. What am I feeling currently when I'm feeling really stressed? Okay, go de-stress, right? Your body is telling you, you need something. Pay attention when you start to get aroused because it's your body's telling you, you need something, you want something. It's triggering something inside of you. But then, you know, when you fall, how do we get back up on the wagon? The first things first is recognize Christ knew you were going to fall and he forgave you anyway. He went to the cross anyway. It's not that this time that you looked at porn, boy, if he had known that he would have never gone to the cross. That's garbage. Uh, he did know that. He did go to the cross while we were yet sinners. While we were enemies of him, he died for us. And so recognize that when you come out of porn is to not go into this deep shame cycle that causes you to squeeze your knuckles, right? And to say, I'm never going to do it again. And to focus on this willpower of getting out of porn, it's forgiving yourself and recognizing this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. When you fall, look, you fell down, you're going to get right back up and keep going on the race. Uh, it's not, you lost the race. You got to start back at square one. It's, you know what? This is a, a blip on the radar. It's a, a slight stumble in the race and I'm going to get right back up and I'm going to keep going. Uh, a lot of people don't take that approach. They, they look at it as, well, that sets me back because they count the days of sobriety like AA or whatever it may be. Oh man, I'm back to square one. I'm right where I was. No, you're not. If you went two weeks, well, you're two weeks better than you were, right? And so we immediately forgive ourselves. We get out of the shame cycle. We recognize we've already been forgiven for this sin. Christ already made atonement for that. He knew you were going to do it. And we live as justified, sanctified sinners who are desperately trying to get out of this addiction. We focus on Christ. That was a big thing we always said, focus on Christ, focus on Christ. I didn't know what that meant. And I started to realize focusing on Christ means we focus on his forgiveness. We don't beat ourselves up. I don't have to make atonement on my own, make false promises that, you know, I'm, I will never look at it again. You know what? I hope to never look at it again. The reality is I may be tempted and maybe I do, maybe I don't. I, my, I, am, I am giving it my very best effort to not look at it again. 
it doesn't define me if I do. It means I'm still working through this addiction, but I'm certainly not going to give in. May we continue in sin so grace may abound? Romans 6, 1, right? May it never be. Of course, we don't want to do it. But it's also giving ourselves grace in that moment and stop squeezing our knuckles and stop turning inward and saying this is all on me and it's on my willpower. It's recognizing I've been forgiven for this and I need to start understanding why I'm being driven to the addiction and, and why these triggers are really swallowing me up. I mean, they're just, they're, they're killing me over here. Um, it's not that you are, are a weak human being who lacks willpower and if you squeeze your knuckles hard enough, squeeze your fists hard enough that somehow something will click in your mind. That's not how this works. This is a systematic, strategic approach of we have to kill everything in our path having to do with this addiction. If that means getting rid of uh, you know, Instagram, whatever, anything that's going to trigger us, we do that. If that means making sure that we're never alone in the house, that means never be alone in the house. If that means that we have to quit our jobs potentially, that, that's what we do. We chase sobriety with everything we have. And so this is a little all over the place, little, little all over and, and kind of tangential, so I apologize. But I think it's all coming around to say white knuckle change is it's hurtful because it causes us to not believe in ourselves at the end of the day. It's not helpful. It's, it's harmful, really. It causes us to not believe in ourselves. It causes us to realize, man, I've lied to myself a thousand times. What's going to say that I'm, that I'm not lying this time? A thousand and one. I have squeezed my knuckles. I have, I have done whatever I can trying to gain willpower to get out of this, and it just hasn't worked. And so you lose faith in yourself. You lose faith in God. You don't think he cares because he hasn't answered your prayers. And the reality is he's already forgiven you that. As long as we continue to, to strive, right, to get out of this addiction, we turn it over to him. Um, and we're willing to do whatever it takes. And that's getting rid of triggers that may be going to therapy and working through the, the deeper core beliefs that are driving us to the addiction. It's doing whatever it takes and stop relying on this fake willpower and then stop beating ourselves up when we fall promising ourselves things that maybe we don't intend to follow or we have every intention of following it but the road to hell is paved with good intentions right we have every intention of not falling of not relapsing but then when we do we beat ourselves up all the more well i promised i would never do it again you weren't in a position to make that promise you're clearly in the midst of an addiction you don't have the ability to be like i'm not going to do it again you're not in your right frame of mind so making a, a promise like that to yourself and to others and then feeling like you reneged and that, you know, again, this is all part of the white knuckle change process. And it's killing us. And we have to get out of that and we have to look at addiction differently. We cannot think of this as a behavioral um, self-control issue that, if man, if you could just get your stuff together, you'd be through this. That's not how these things work. If that was the case, we wouldn't have millions and millions of porn addicts. Um, 65 to 70% of guys in the church is porn addicts. So those are just some thoughts on that as to why white knuckle change doesn't work some of the harmful effects of white knuckle change i think and some of the ways to get out of it of doing whatever it takes of cutting things off understanding our triggers seeking that accountability um, doing the deep work of understanding the deeper needs inside of us and really pursuing intimacy in every way this this openness this authenticity and, and vulnerability right we pursue that um all of this is kind of setting up for future. I mean, I've mentioned multiple things that I think I might discuss in future episodes, but please recognize if you've done this, this white knuckle change, and you are still in your addiction, don't give up. There is hope. Okay, there is hope. Don't give up um, and think that this is all over. Think that God doesn't care. Think that you've lied to yourself. You've lied to your spouse. You've lied to everybody too much to really think that it's going to be okay. Um, please don't. Okay, please don't give up on yourself. Please don't give up on God. He is still there. He loves you more than anything. 
He cares for you more than anything. It may not feel like it because he's not taking this away, but there's a reason why he hasn't taken this away. White knuckle change just short changes the process. If it did work, then maybe we wouldn't learn the lessons that we need to learn, which is to humble ourselves, to get help, and, and to seek other people and to seek, seek that intimacy that we're clearly lacking, that connection with other people that we're clearly lacking. If it was taken away immediately based on willpower and based on just telling ourselves we wouldn't do it, you might really miss out. So that's all I'm saying here. Um, with that, I think that's going to wrap up. And, and we're going to look at, in the next episode, some behavioral things, such as bouncing your eyes, and get into just some more practical steps of what we can do there. Uh, with that, though, that's going to wrap up this episode of the Get Out of Porn podcast. Mm-hmm.